1: Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella. Which is just a very extra way of saying... A podcast! I'm Diosa Fem. And I am Mala Munoz. Locatora Radio is your prima's favorite podcast hosted by us, Mala and Diosa.
4: We're two IG friends turned podcast partners breaking down pop culture, feminism, sexual wellness, and offering fresh takes on trending topics through nuanced interviews with up and coming Latinx creatives.
1: Known as Las Locatoras, Las of and Bullshit, The Porcasteras Next Door, and Las Porcasteras Peligrosas, we've been podcasting independently since 2016, and we're bringing our radiophonic novela to the My Cultura Network
2: to continue sharing stories from the Latinx community. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season Seven. Take, Take us, us to your network. network.
1: Hola, hola, locamores! Welcome back to another capítulo of Locatora Radio. I'm Diosa, and I'm Mala. You're tuning into capítulo 157, 157.
4: Last time on Locatora Radio, we talked about the fact that there is absolutely no good food anywhere in Los Angeles. Go back and listen to that episode where we discuss how we subsist off of L.A. River runoff and pieces of gravel we harvest from the inside of potholes. Tune in. It's a good one. (laughs)
1: Let us know what you think if you haven't listened to that one yet. Also, leave us a review of Locatora Radio on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, follow, wherever you listen and share with a friend. Share with your primas. Make sure you
4: follow us across socials. We are at Locatora underscore radio on all platforms. Find us on TikTok and YouTube.
1: You can also visit our website, LocatoraRadio.com, and subscribe to our newsletter, Besitos.
4: Today on Locatora Radio, we have a very fun episode, a really cool interview. We are joined by actor Jessica Marie Garcia.
5: Hi. Hello. How are you? so good how are you
4: doing so well so excited to have you on the show thank you for joining us today and taking the time
5: oh my god no thank you for asking me
4: yeah you're you've been one of our um dream guests for a while now yes yes, we've had you on our lists and our vision boards
5: for for... like
1: two years now yeah really yes Yes. Oh my God,
5: that that humbles me to the core.
1: <laughs> it's so but also, I'm like, I have to
5: live up to this. What, do you, what, what can I do? What can I,
4: what can I say? Oh, don't worry. We're going to get into all the things that make us so excited to talk about you. The projects, the baby, oh. the eyebrows, <laughs> you know, everything. <laughs> We're going to get to the eyebrows, girl. Don't you worry. <laughs>
5: oh my God. This is the best podcast already.
4: (laughs) Hell yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. You heard that, listeners.
5: (laughs) Well, I was just checking out your gatekeeping one and I really enjoyed
4: it. Learned a lot, actually. Thank you for tuning in to that episode. Did you have any thoughts that you wanted to share?
5: Well, I was just like, I, I hadn't realized how it's it's true people really do use that word so often and have really no idea what that means especially in like the social media platform and so it's it it really it i'm happy that you have a platform where you can sh- like share that kind of knowledge for for others because it's really really important language is so important
4: absolutely i mean i would be curious to know if like at, in your work as an actor if you've seen your own Behind the scenes gatekeeping in the industry.
5: Oh God, yeah, I'm sure. Not to put oh, you on the spot, yeah, whatever you're. Yeah, to no, but that's such a really that's a really really good question. And yes, we we should come back to it because have to really think about, <laughs> think that. about just it. At, because it is such a nuanced thing. But yeah, absolutely, in different departments too. I think like you know every union and every department has their own kind of world. And it all comes together like a puzzle to, to really get a show or a movie or anything made. So they all have their inner in their inner gatekeeping, I'm sure. So if you asked any department, I think you'd get a different answer.
1: That's real.
4: Truly. So recently, Jessica, a Deadline put out an article announcing that you're going to be joining the cast of Lopez versus Lopez.
5: Yes,
4: I did. Uh, we
5: shot one episode so far. I'm hoping to do more. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yes. How exciting. How exciting. Tell us
1: more about your role in this episode of Lopez versus Lopez.
5: So, I'm one of three primos, and um, my name is Jessica, so far fetched. But whenever I hear my name pronounced like that, I know I'm in trouble. So, (laughs) (laughs) I was on edge the whole week. But no, she is an influencer, and she's like pretty much like the stereotypical Zillennial influencer. Who's just like you know all about her followers, and that's just kind of the uh, her uh, worth, like <laughs> her idea for worth. So you kind of see her at her highest and her lowest in a very small span of time.
4: Love that. What does it uh, feel like to be working opposite, like, George Lopez, Mayan Lopez? uh, Harvey Guillen was also mentioned as joining the cast of Lopez versus Lopez in this article. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. Chelsea Rendon, like, working with these folks, what was that like for you?
5: Well, surreal, because a lot of them are my friends, like, first and foremost. I've known Harvey. Harvey was in my first ever, like, project called Huge on ABC Family in, like, 2010 so that was like my first real anything and he was my ride or die like he uh, there was a lot of things that were like awry um working that first uh that first job and i felt did not feel my worth at all and he stood up for me so much and i like love him to this day for that And to be able to work with him again is such an awesome full circle moment, but I'm also so proud of him and everything that he's achieving him and everybody like Chelsea too, and and mine it's unbelievable. So, um, but the big one, George, right. That was a little too much for me. And I was trying to tell my husband and my mom about it because like growing up, I think I saw George Lopez on TV more than I ever saw my real father. Mm. And um, right. And uh, my dad's Mexican, my mom's Cuban. So the George Lopez show was like real close to home. Damn, like, too close to home. So that was like the first time I saw like really our whole family represented in that way. Um, so being on set with him was like bizarre, because I was like, wow, girl, you you did that like i remember being that little girl in orlando that's like turning the the tv screen like that's how we watch tv when eve watched tv and i'm watching that show and dreaming of just you know possibly maybe not even thinking at that point that i could get to that to that uh uh, you know that light but dreaming about it and then being able to be sitting next to him in a table read was like wow
1: okay that's incredible (laughs) uh
5: yeah, I was patting myself on the back a little bit. I won't let you, like, silently, like, girl, you did this.
1: As you like, should. It's so hard for this. Yeah, as you should. You know, I, I love that you mentioned that exchange or that encouragement that Harvey Guillen gave you when you were first working together. And I feel like, at least from for me, like, as a viewer, as a fan, as someone that's watched your work on On My Block, there is also, like, this, like, renaissance of, like, these Latinx, Latino actors that have kind of come up, like, At the same time, even though they had been in the industry for years, but have kind of reached that point around the same time. So can you talk more about, like, do you feel like it's a supportive network of Latino, Latinx actors that are your peers? Like, what's that experience like working with all these, like, amazing, incredible actors?
5: You know, I got to say that in such a small period of time, it's felt like a 180, I feel like when I first started in the industry, there were so few of us that were trying to like make it. There was a a few that were already established, right? Like, you know, there wasn't, there was no touching them, but the small roles that were like very supporting, like that was one in a million and you would see the same faces. So I think that for the beginning, my career was all like, oh man, okay, well, if she's here, then I'm probably not going to get it. Or... If oh is she working? Okay, because maybe maybe they'll see me again. If I think she got a job, you know. So, but you it was never like like a vicious thing. It was just like oh man, they're only going to pick one of us. Mm. And now to be in a place where you're you know that you don't only have to have one Latina on a show, you know. I mean we're not to the place where that happens often, but you know it's happening more than it used to. That you don't feel like you're one in, in a million anymore. Like you're not just the other on every white show. And because of that, I feel like it's so much easier to support everyone in a genuine sense because you're literally like, oh, man, I got to eat. I really hope I can work, Uh, you know. Right. But now it's like not only are we getting jobs, but we're opening opportunities for each other. And I think that's what's being, so, that's what's growing so much in our in our community is that we're actually helping each other out now. Like I think before we were just like scrounging and fighting for scraps and scraps, and now we're like, you know, we're building that table for ourselves in this.
0: When something happens to your car, you might say. But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
2: Hola, que tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times, on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations, como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go.
3: 2025 qx80 coming this summer
4: that's huge so important and it seems like uh another example of that happening you have more work coming out illegally brown uh co-starring annie gonzalez the trailer has right and the trailers come out and it's premiering in the san diego film festival march 17th and 18th can you tell us about that project and how that came to be Well,
5: it was, it was such a kinsman, like beautiful journey, how that happened. When I first met Annie, she had just got cast in Hentified. I'm not even sure if they like officially started shooting or anything. And we were at a Hispanicized event and she came up to me and I could see on her face what I was walking up to anyone else that was already on Netflix before me, like, are you going to be cool? I really mm-hmm. hope you're cool. Like, I, I, I'm i a fan of the show, like, but I'm also going to be on your show. How are you going to feel? And I could see that on her face. And I was like, girl, come over here. Like, come on. Like, that's like, that's not going to happen. Like, And it was such a, like, love at first sight moment. We have so much in common. We're both like, uh, only children. We both have wanted to do this our whole lives like we're both chicanas we both don't speak spanish very well you know a lot a lot of similarities and we're both you know high ball of energy so working together was just the most fun it's the closest i've ever felt to like a scene partner on on like in a scene in a long time And yeah, it was, it it was a a beautiful experience, but how I got involved was Gabby reached out to me, Gabby Lugo, the director and the writer. And she kind of just like threw it to me. Like, would you ever think about doing something like this? Like, I don't even know if we can pull it together, but it would only be two days. I know you just had a baby. Like, how do you feel? And I read the script and I was like, oh my God, I love this so much. It wasn't like I had to change too much about who I am organically because Vanessa is like, High, high energy, like super fun and bubbly, also kind of like not the quote unquote what a Latina should be or shouldn't be. And I uh, loved that about her. And I hadn't worked since I had the baby. And I was almost like, can I even do this anymore? Because acting is very much like a muscle, like you're like an athlete. If you don't work at it, you you lose it, you lose it. So I felt really out of practice. I was really scared. And, and then um, I called Annie, Right after I got off the phone with Gabby, not having any idea that Annie was involved, I called her because she had called me the the day before. So when I called her, she answers the phone. Oh, my God, are you going to play Vanessa? And I was like, what? And she was like, I'm I'm Luna. And it just like, it was crazy. And it was the first time we were working together, but it didn't feel like it.
1: Wow. I, I want to ask you about motherhood. But before we get to that, I'm still curious to know more about the film itself. Like, can you tell us the plot? Like, I've seen the trailer, but for the listeners that haven't seen it yet and are interested in checking it out, like, tell us more about the film.
5: So basically, these two sisters get deported pretty much like in the middle of like a nightclub. And we find out not only do they get deported to Mexico and neither one of them are. They're not Mexican. Uh, that's just, you know, how great our government is. Uh, they just don't care. So they get deported and, and Vanessa is basically without giving too much away, (laughs) we get involved with terrorists and we have to save the day in order to possibly save our possibility of going back home to Los Angeles. So it's kind of a love story. It's also a superhero story. And um, it's so fun. And I really hope like something comes of it and we get to like make the full feature because I, I love the idea. It's a really serious subject matter, don't get me wrong. But it is, it, I feel like we find a humor in it which our people have to do in order to survive, which we all know. So I feel like it's a it's a, it's a fun movie and we deserve that. We deserve that like Cheech and Chong moment but from a couple of Latinas, you know? Totally.
4: Yeah. Some laughs, some giggles, never right. hurt. So right. this was illegally brown. It sounds like was your first project after your baby. Yep. Oh yeah. And your pregnancy announcement. Well, you had a pregnancy announcement in people magazine, like people magazine covered your pregnancy. <laughs> like that's a whole nother level. How did that feel? What was that like for you? How did they approach you? What was the process?
5: Well, I was with my publicist and my publicist, they, you know, that's what they do, right? They go and reach out. It wasn't like People Magazine was like, oh my God, Jessica Marie Garcia from On My blog. Like, she's pregnant. We need to announce it. No, my publicist was like, oh, you know, she's pregnant. Would you care to be the feature? And they were like, yeah, okay. It looks like a slow news day. (laughs) No, I don't believe that that at all.
1: (laughs) It was a beautiful shoot. I love, I love. But that's,
5: you know, that's just Patty. She is the best photographer ever, especially for your children. Like, she kept my baby asleep for the entire shoot. Like, I was like, she's okay, right? Like, she was just, like, (laughs) sitting there, like, stroking her. And, like, she was just asleep throughout
4: the entire shoot. That's fabulous. I mean, congrats, like, you know work after baby
1: yeah yeah how are you feeling like you mentioned this is your first project since having your baby i imagine that navigating motherhood and like working doing having the type of job that you have you know having the type of career as an actor is a whole different type of navigating and trying to figure that out balancing all of it so tell us more about how you're balancing this new motherhood and also you know trying to grow as an artist
5: well, it's sweet that you think I'm balancing,
1: because <laughs> that's
5: still like something we're we're figuring it out. Like we just had a conversation today in this house with my my mom, my husband, and I, because all three of us are here too. Um, I couldn't do it without my mom. That's how Cuban I am. My mother lives with us.
4: Makes sense. Um, yeah, we we can relate. <laughs> we talk about that all the time. Yeah, mom is coming right. with. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: Yeah. You need it. I don't know. Like Kiki Palmer just released a video where she was like, I don't know how single parents do it or single guardians do it. And I I honestly do not know. Like I would have lost my mind. And then to think that there are people that have multiple children. Right. On on purpose. (laughs) Planned. (laughs) To do that. Yeah. Is baffling to me right now. But she she's starting to sleep through the night. So we're like, how did we do this like did we did we unlock a key like it's taken us a year to figure this out but um so yeah it's been a lot my husband's in the business too he's a set dresser so like he was just working on a mass singer and he would have to get up three four in the morning but usually he's up at like two in the morning with her and then he'll let me sleep till like that four or five in the morning and then we do the switch off because she would not sleep unless she was on a person Oh, it's like not going to happen. But that's because, you know, I slept with her for nine, nine months.
4: Right. That's precious. Wait. So did you and your husband meet on the job? We didn't.
5: (gasps) Neither one of us were like he was catering. I was working at Outback Steakhouse as a server. Neither one of us were. We had dreams of this. But we were not successful at this point. So we've actually seen each other through it all.
1: Oh, that's
4: beautiful.
5: Wow.
1: Tell us what's that like? Like, you know, you both have this dream, your respective dreams, and then you grow and you it's in some way reach them together. Like, what has that experience been like?
5: It's been it's been wonderful. We've had we've gone through so many ups and downs with this that it's it's amazing to be in a point where, he doesn't have to take like a really crappy job that doesn't pay anything where he is going to be doing so much manual labor like because now i'm in a position where he can be choosier about things like that we didn't have that luxury before so um it, it, it's like new problems but like some in better positions you know privileged problems i'll, I'll call them you yeah. know it's getting to a better place but um, yeah it's beautiful to, He he's he's always so proud to be the guy that holds my purse out of red carpet you know, Fantastic. like he's not the guy that's like, oh my God, I don't want to go to this. Like he is always so excited for me and yeah. will be an uncomfortable like standing there talking to whoever because he, you know, needs to be that supportive husband. Like I'm really, really lucky.
4: That's fabulous. Congratulations. I'm in the I- next room,
5: I- so I'm like being really nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can hear everything. <laughs> he's looking at me now, they're like, You better say these nice things. <laughs>
4: jessica you know a lot of people are saying that you have the best eyebrows in hollywood
5: my god who are these people just a lot
4: of people just tons of people yeah just people all over (laughs) (laughs) just hordes of people masses of people so like what do you do you agree or do you agree
5: oh i absolutely agree but you know what i will own that because i was ridiculed like my entire existence about these eyebrows
4: as a but kids can be kids can be cruel right like children can be mean the
5: worst I mean I I grew up as a as an eyebrow (laughs) just a walking (laughs) fucking chubby eyebrow my entire existence so I got made fun of a lot and then in high school I was like oh No eyebrows is the way to go. Mm. So for the longest time, like this, like front part of my eyebrow was just gone. And I had like (laughs) tiny thin sperms right above the arch of my brow. And that was it. And I had like, you know, a foundation that was like 12 sizes or 12 shades too light for me. Like it was, you know, it was a time. It was a time. Thank God social media did not exist. And then luckily, like I grew them out and they grew great. Mm-hmm. So now I still have to fight them wanting to hold hands in the middle. <laughs> but um, people enjoy them now. And now that I work with makeup artists, you know, they help you out.
4: Yeah, yeah. I feel like watching you on On My blog. I was just like, this girl's face, her eyebrows alone could win an Emmy.
1: The eyebrow was its own <laughs> character, like yes. the eyebrow raise. And I love an eyebrow raise. I do an eyebrow raise. So I respect an eyebrow raise.
4: Yeah, you I have. you know. got a mean one.
3: Yeah, there it is
5: that's the one (laughs) you know you're in trouble that's how like my mom never had to yell at me in public it was just Mm -hmm. I was like
4: oh okay does your mom have the same eyebrows she does not but she has the same arch absolutely well you're killing it um and I saw a tweet I follow you on Twitter I love your tweets oh thank you I love yours too oh my god thank you so much and um (laughs) I wanted to ask as a teen mom watcher Mm -hmm. Did watching Teen Mom prepare you to become an adult mom? A little bit. Tell me about it. What did you learn from Teen Mom? How have you applied it in your parenting? Um,
5: That I would never be on a reality show with my child. That's number
4: one. That's huge these days.
5: Never. No, not never. Not a YouTube channel. Not a like I still till this day like have issues with like posting about her. Like, I'll post something and then like, you'll see like 20 minutes later, it's gone. I'm like, oh, no, no I can't. Like, it's just like, uh, I want to because I want to show her off to the world. But also, I want to shelter her from everybody. And then I also don't, you know, I know that I don't have her consent to anything. And I don't like, you know, some parents just post whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, do you think your kid's going to like love to see this later? in life or you know and there's just a lot of weirdos out there and i'm just about it i'll go to jail
1: totally i feel like i've seen a lot of mothers like millennial moms especially that like very strategically posts photos of their baby, like them holding their baby. And it's like the back of the baby's head. Like they never show the face. And I've like been kind of observing that. And I feel like that's definitely a conversation that's happening. I'm not a mother, but in the mom circles, at least where it's like, we're not showing our baby's faces yet because they're not consenting.
5: Yeah. And that's, you know, it's to each their own 100%. You know what I mean? It's whatever you're comfortable with is, you know, what's right for your kid. Like I'm not, saying anything to people that are about posting a lot cuz I still I still struggle with it. I still want to post with her. I've posted a few things and I'm like, but "She's a baby, but when she gets a little bit older, I don't know." Like, you know, it's 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 a growing I can't say how I feel about it because it changes every day depending like how adorable this picture or video is right. and, or this TikTok thread and I'm like, "Oh, but is it worth <laughs> that?" You know? It's like such a
4: <laughs> You're like, "Someone's got to see this. My yeah. baby is so cute."
5: <laughs> oh girl, my drafts are <laughs> like gold. our goal but I just can't I just mm. so yeah I go back and forth about it but as far as teen mom like their relationships especially like the their romantic relationships like I knew it was like oh mm-hmm. like these men I mean well they were children
0: they were literal kids when something happens to your car you might say But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State
2: Farm is there.
3: State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
2: Hola, que tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations. Como la playa que viste en ese show or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go.
3: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: Jessica, just one time for the one time. Can you give us a Bantley? Bentley, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Bantley. Bantley.
5: <laughs> oh no, my was also like um was Tyler.
4: Tyler oh was. Oh my god, one. so good. No, uh, who's the one with the mom that yells all the time and she had the boyfriend. Oh, uh, Janelle. J- yes, Janelle. What was the what was the boyfriend that she had that her mom hated so Kifa. much? Kifa. Kifa. Kifa? <laughs> Kifa smokes the reefer. So good. Thank you for indulging me. I'm sorry, Theo. Oh, I had course. to. Anytime.
5: I it's have totally fine. TV. If you want to just <laughs> talk about reality TV, I'm so down. I'm you don't yeah. have to talk about me. I'm telling you. <laughs> you really
1: don't. No, we definitely want to hear about you always oh. we yeah. do want
4: to hear about you. I'm going to have to invite you on to our other show, onto Mari podcast for podheads. Yes.
1: Cuz I did see that tweet of yours. I also saw that tweet and I wanted to ask you about it. Let's let's start. Let's start there. Yeah. So, we saw that you tweeted about your mother buying a care bear off of Etsy. Can you tell us more about that experience? What happened? What was the bear actually? So, the bear is
5: definitely a stash jar for
1: marijuana, really anything. And my mom
5: was like, well, maybe it's like, like for kids to like put stuff in. And I go, it's glass. You're not giving a toddler a glass jar inside of a tiny bear. Mom, she's like, oh yeah, that's true. And it was like, obviously doctored. It wasn't like Fisher price was like fishing these out. Okay. like It was glass. It was sewn in. It was, uh, but it was amazing. But yeah, my mom buys things and does not understand where they're coming from like anything she's just sure like those scams that like get you like my mom will give thousands of dollars to like a, a prince from whatever country like she will fall for that
1: we talk about that all the time here like their and know it's like with our moms we have to monitor what they're doing online and where they're shopping yeah because these websites are not <laughs> legit and they're about to be buying everything yeah it's really she scary definitely
5: bought in us like haunted dolls <laughs> <laughs> like
1: like have like ceremoniously thrown in the trash
5: never spoken about again like I Uh, I have a lot of questions for that woman
4: hilarious oh we love a good gift from mom no matter what it is
5: (laughs) no I'll it'll be if I didn't have a child I would keep it as like a stash jar but it's too much like a child gift that I cannot have that in my home right
4: valid so you are you're a weed mom Oh yeah. Love um, it. Can you, t- can you tell us a little bit about that? And I mean, you know, are you, uh, are you um smoking now? Are you waiting to smoke? Are you doing edibles? Like how is that working for you?
5: I'm still kind of figuring it out. I, uh, it's a new thing. I breastfed for a really long time. I wanted to do that as long as I, I could. But, um, my postpartum was getting to a place where I was like, I need, an, I need a vessel. Mm-hmm. Like everything was taken from me. Like I couldn't eat what I wanted because I had gestational diabetes. Um, I couldn't smoke, obviously. Um, I wasn't a drinker anyway, but like that, that was gone. Like I didn't have an outlook, a, a, a vice, if I could mm. say, through for the year and a half of being pregnant and having her that I was like, I need something. And my family and I, we had this conversation and they're like, we've kind of been wishing you started smoking again. <laughs> I, I think you need it. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And also, you know, therapy is great, but um, yeah, postpartum is a bitch. So I, I, I definitely wanted to kind of tiptoe back into it again. Um, I can never do what I did before because I was fucking Willie Nelson at that, at like, I'm Willie Nelson and like Snoop Dogg. Like I'm at that, I could totally be at that level. Hell yeah. And now being a mom, I can't do that anymore, obviously, but it is a wonderful, like, if I have an afternoon with my girls, like, that can happen. Like, she goes to bed, I have two other people that can take care of her. You know what I mean? Not Mm -hmm. that, like, that's just how other people feel. You can definitely smoke a joint and and be 100% an amazing mother. Like, Yeah. But I do have other people that, you know, see to her. If I'm on the ground, you Mm -hmm. know, how crazy weed can get. (laughs) It takes a village. Yes, it absolutely does. But it also takes some plants as well
4: yes no 100 percent. um i really appreciate you sharing and talking on the show about cannabis and motherhood because i feel like there's a there's still stigma around it people are oh, still yeah. weird about it you know so thank you
5: oh of course i am just like you know it was something that i was worried about i was like is this something i can ever talk about like and i'm just like i can't I can't be an authentic not an authentic person and I also don't think there's anything wrong with it. It helps a lot of people. I know a lot of people that would be on crazy crazy batshit like medication if it wasn't for weed or like what it i I know the benefit, uh, benefits of it so much that I just I, I I couldn't not talk about it as if I were ashamed of it
4: mm-hmm.
5: you know um mm-hmm. i i I mean, I think it's really wrong that there are people that are still in prison for it. And I'm out here, you know, smoking merrily away, but yeah, a
4: conversation another day. We'll talk abolition when we have you on Marihuanera. <laughs> we'll we'll discuss further. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but no, thank you. Actually, this is
1: the first place I've ever spoken about it, honestly.
4: I love it. We love
1: that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, at locatora, whether it be cannabis or just really lifestyle that women the the lives that women lead right you know we try to destigmatize and shine different lights on what it is that we do because we're so multifaceted so I appreciate you also sharing about your journey like through postpartum depression um, I know that that's also like topic that is still re- barely being talk- talked about by new mothers and I think that there have I don't know how you feel about it but do you think that there's been more strides like to support women or to support people that have just had babies and to talk about postpartum and is there a support for new mothers or new parents in that way
5: I think there is but I think you kind of have to look for it it's it, I I found a lot of the support on social media honestly and on like TikTok because I swear as soon as you say that you're pregnant TikTok is just like pregnancy 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 but I feel like it, you kind of have to look look for it because a lot of mothers I think are terrified to talk about it because it'll make them look like they're less than a, a perfect mother. And that's so not the case. I thought too, I was so you know, uh, naive to think that, oh, I won't get postpartum. And if I do, it's fine, I'll get through it. It's not that like, I feel like I've been depressed before. No, it's a whole other. I mean, your life completely changes once you have a child, everything changes. And your body is going through such a different, like, th- so many changes. It takes up to two years to fully heal from even having a child. So it's it in your mind. I couldn't. I can't even imagine how long that really can take. But it takes over your body. It takes over everything. And um, I I found that on TikTok, I was finding a lot of parents and women that were expressing that depression other than just the abundance of videos that are like, oh my God, my newborn sleeps through the night at two days old and is perfect. And, you know, it's, but then even with saying that, I think it's a give and take because you can also go down a really dark spiral on TikTok, which was another thing that happened once I said that I was pregnant. I got all these like super dark, like uh, child loss videos, like everything mm. went wrong could go wrong in pregnancy. And that takes you down a whole other, which can really help trigger any kind of feelings that you're already having. So, um, social media was like a gift and a curse, uh, before the baby and after the baby, because then you Google everything.
1: Mm, Yeah. um, Right.
5: I I went to a Latina brunch the other day and I had brought it up because someone was asking me about the baby and I was like, oh yeah, but you know, postpartum's a bitch. And they were like, oh, you want to be real. Mm. I didn't, like, it was like, oh, you don't want to just have this like, oh, my baby's beautiful. Here are pictures. Oh my God. She's walking at three months. It's amazing. But like, then you want to have that like, oh no, like. I cry in the shower mm. just you know what I mean like mm-hmm. the, the, you want to have like a real moment like you want to be like and I, I loved being able to find that in our community too in the industry as well Um, that kind of sisterhood and um, I think it is going to change but I think it's finding that courage to speak up about it hell yeah the short answer to the very no. long-winded response beautiful
4: hell yeah and this is a really interesting insight too into like Okay, when our mothers were bringing us mm-hmm. up, uh, social media was not such a factor in their pregnant at all in their pregnancies or in, you know, raising us. But it has been for you and I think that that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, how do you navigate like you mentioned like two very different sides of the coin, the positive of social media while pregnant and then the hor- the sad the really sad horrific stories. So, now that you're, you know, a parent and your daughter's like over a year old how are you navigating social media now
5: i think with social media right now i feel more control and i but i also feel a responsibility to be the best advocate for my daughter so it's like you know she i don't like a lot of people posting about her i made a mistake and i didn't tell anybody at her birthday party like oh don't post anything so people were posting i was like oh well it's now it's done but you know it's something Mm -hmm. that. me and my husband are talking about like pretty regularly like what we're okay with and what we're not moving forward
4: so jessica this has been such like a lovely interview a lovely conversation thank you so much for sharing everything that you have with us today where can our listeners follow you and watch your new work coming out and support
5: well please follow me on all of the socials because i just told you how fun it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, um, Instagram, I'm at Jess underscore M underscore Garcia. And then TikTok, I'm at Jess Marie with just an I, uh, Garcia. Um, legally Brown, I don't know where we're going to be able to, because right now it's kind of doing the festival circuit. So hopefully it gets like bought and we can, you know, make the full film and hopefully that happens. But Lopez versus Lopez should be in like a month or so. I'm not a hundred percent positive about that. And yeah. That's so know. exciting. Keep watching on my blog.
4: Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so exciting. <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We know you're so busy, and this has really been such a treat for us. We are such big fans of your work and have been wanting to get you on. So thank you again. And listeners, Locamores, go support her work. Follow. Oh, thank you. This was a pleasure. Watch the trailer of Illegally Brown. Share the
4: trailer. Share
1: the trailer. And yes, uh, please. Yeah, follow,
4: uh, leave a comment, share with your cousins and everybody you know. <laughs> Send this episode to everyone you've ever met. This has been another episode of Locatora Radio.
1: Besitos. Locatora Radio is a production of Locatora Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For
4: more podcasts, listen to the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: Besitos. Locatora Radio, a, a
4: radiophonic,
1: radiophonic novela. novela.
4: Hosted by Mala Muñoz
1: and Diosa Femme.